Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Charlie Matz, filling in for Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, December 28th, 2021. As I said yesterday, this week I'm going to be bringing you some special shorter episodes as we build toward the beginning of a new year and the launch of a new revival from the Bible format starting on January 1st. Pastor Ben has designed a chronological reading program for this upcoming year in which we're going to read through the entire Bible, but the path we'll travel will be in order of the events that have taken place. Don't miss the kickoff this Saturday. In just a few nights, many of you will watch a ball drop, or perhaps a giant potato, as you count down the seconds to midnight, which signifies that it's a new year. And what will all the people say out loud when the countdown gets to zero? Happy New Year! There's something refreshing about a new year, and people celebrate that. Even throughout the rest of our lives, there's something refreshing and perhaps even gracious about a new day, a new week, or even a new month. Tomorrow, we'll get to wake up to another day that gives us another chance to fellowship with God and follow His commands. Next week, we'll start a new work week and give it another go to get things more right this time, learning from the last week. And with each new month, we get new birthdays to celebrate, new budgets to create, new seasons, holidays, and so on. By God's grace, we all get fresh starts all of the time. This year, when we yell Happy New Year, we know as Christians that no matter how good a new start might feel... There's really zero chance that in 2022, there will be any less pain, persecution, and the overall effects of sin in this world. But what will it feel like to experience the greatest fresh start that anyone has ever experienced throughout the history of mankind? When God reveals the new heaven and the new earth, it will be our once and forever new. We will be able to yell, happy new earth with eternal joy, knowing that With the new heaven and earth, God will change everything forever and for good. With that in mind, let's talk through Revelation 21, 1-14 to be reminded of the newness that is to come one day. First, as I stated previously, we see that we'll have a new heaven and a new earth. Now, scholars disagree on whether this will be a transformation of both or a recreation of both, but I think the important thing to focus on is the fact that they are new and there is an eternal difference in quality. We know that we will get new bodies someday in the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 42 through 44 says this, So is it with the resurrection of the dead? What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. We see words like imperishable, glory, power, and spiritual. This speaks of the quality to come when God makes all things new. Next, the holy city of Jerusalem. Now, cities are typically the epicenter of sin in our world. We see this with crime, pollution, more of man's creation than God's, um, and a lot of crowdedness. But someday, the ultimate city is going to be the epicenter of holiness. Imagine all the best things about a city, but now with no sin or effects of sin. And we'll read this tomorrow. It's Jerusalem is going to be this huge cube, 12,000 stadia, or what that equates to in miles is 1,380 miles. And that's in height, width, and length. This is a giant city. That's this giant cube that we will see in the new earth. And that's approximately, if you're keeping track and you want to go on Google Maps, that's approximately from Meridian, Idaho to Kansas City, 
Missouri. This is the biggest city that has ever existed, and it will certainly be the most glorious one. And if you read in verses 9 through 14, you get an even better idea of the glorious details associated with the city that will one day be lit by the glory of our King. And I think it's interesting to note, especially just a few days after Christmas, that Jesus who humbled himself to come dwell with his creation as a baby born in a manger in an animal stall who walked the earth as a man with no place to lay his head, we know from scripture, will one day be the glorious king of the greatest city ever created. Now back to our passage in verse three, it says, he will dwell with them. The greatest blessing awaiting us in heaven is unhindered fellowship with God. And if when I say that you don't get excited, then I would say that you might, you might have too high a view of the pleasures of this world and too low of a view of God. You see, there's nothing better than fellowship with God. He has created us to live in this truth. And often when we find ourselves not craving unhindered fellowship with God, that means that our heart is bent towards some form of replacement for God. And perhaps that's something for you to think about today. Now in verse four, we read this, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. In this world, we are promised pain. As a matter of fact, God uses trials to make us more like Christ as we're told in James one, two through four. But consider this, once we are with God forever, we will be in full glory made to be like Christ in trials. They no longer have their place. Now, this passage in Revelation today, it's so important for us to read scripture like this often, because so often we forget how the story actually ends. I heard a story once about an atheist who wanted to prove that God doesn't exist. So he challenged his Christian friend to a competition of gardens. They were both gardeners, you see. He said, why don't you plant the same things in your garden as I do, and I will spend the next several months cursing God while I take care of my garden, and you spend the next several months praying for God to give you increase while you tend to your garden. So the two of them took to their gardens as agreed upon, and after some time, they compared the fruit of their labors. The atheist garden had clearly produced a more abundant harvest. In his joy, he exclaimed, See, I told you that God isn't real. I spent the entire summer cursing him, and yet my garden grew spectacularly. You pleaded with him for growth, and he did not answer. I guess that settles it. Christian paused for a moment and then simply replied, My God doesn't settle his accounts in September. Maybe you look forward to yelling, Happy New Year in a few days, thinking that a change might do you some good, a fresh start, so to speak, or maybe you're discouraged with this world and the death, mourning, crying, and pain that comes with it. And I think we can all say amen to that because we look forward to when it's gone forever. I want to encourage you today to read passages like this and rejoice in what's to come. Because no matter what type of trial God has ordained for you to experience in this life, one day, All of us who have put our trust in Christ will be able to yell, happy new earth. And it will be happy, not just because we have a new earth, but because God will reign without a single impurity present, having settled all accounts once and for all. And we will be with him forever. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today and revival from the Bible. I will be filling in for Ben Blakey until he's back on Saturday, January 1st. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.